When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Rock Your Voice podcast. Vocal coaching tips that will transform your voice, interviews that will inspire, industry guidance, and so much more. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Today on the Rock Your Voice podcast, I'm joined by Jason Catrone. He is an international voice coach, the founder of the Vocal Lab Collective, a self-proclaimed crooner, a very successful one at that. And he's going to be joining us in Nashville for our Rocket in Nashville workshop event. I am so excited. As you will hear, I have met Jason once before in a very strange turn of events, and I cannot wait to be uh, learning from him in Nashville very soon. And you'll understand why when you hear more of this conversation. I'm so excited to talk to you and it's so wild because we kind of figured out just recently that I think we've met, I'm pretty sure, I'm 99% sure it was you sitting in on my very first session with Brett Manning. So I was, I was quite frankly terrified at that point. (laughs) I was like, I don't even know, there's a random guy just walking in the room watching my first ever lesson with Brett Manning. Let's just bring everything, all the factors into the session. Let's just throw it to the fire. So, so technically, yes, we have met in person, I believe. <laughs> yes, we have. I used to, uh, even myself would be like, uh, I don't want to make this person uncomfortable, but uh, this has to happen. So here we go. Yeah, There's yeah. no way around it. We totally, just had to do it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I guess that's probably an interesting place to start. What, what brought you to that room while I was having my voice lesson? How come you were there? <laughs> well, you know, Brett was, I went to Belmont here in Nashville and... Um, I wasn't a music major or minor, so I actually was there for music business. And so I couldn't really get the coach I wanted. Right. um, Just for preference and priority, I didn't have any, you know, priority. So um, someone had recommended Brett to me. I had never, I had taken voice lessons my whole life, so it's something I knew I needed to continue, but I knew nothing about the celebrity vocal coaching world. Just, right. I had no clue. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. at that, I didn't know who Seth Riggs was. I didn't know anyone. Okay. I'd never heard of Brett. I'd never heard of Brett. And so someone was just like, you should go to this guy. He's he's world-class, really yeah. great, and um, try him out. So that was my intro into, um, you know, Brett and his okay. singing success world, as well as, um, you know, again, quote unquote, the celebrity vocal coaching realm. And totally. more than that, just it was my introduction into vocal coaching at the highest levels for yeah. anyone who had any dream to be like in the commercial space for sure. Totally. Um, Cause I had primarily just always had, um, you know, more classically uh, influenced training, yes, musical theater. Yes. Um, so yeah, so I started working with Brett and we became friends. And then, you know, after a few years, um, he really saw something in me, I think, and right. um, brought up the 
thought of maybe him training me and mentoring me to be a coach. Very and cool. at the time I was just really busy in the like Christian music space, doing my mm. own solo career in that traveling around the U S and, um, I was like, nah, you know, I think I'm okay. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't just focus on my music. And then when the economy tanked in like 2009, um, yeah. he brought it up again. And I, I, at that moment, um, when it really tumbled, I had probably 70 to $80,000 for the next year wiped off wow. my calendar like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah. I got to do something. And he, so he brought up the, the thought again of training me to coach. And I said yes to it. Cause I, I was like, it. yeah, you know, maybe this is a great way for me to, you know, buffer this storm that we're going through. And so I did that. He trained me, mentored me, uh, you know, I worked in the office, uh, here in Nashville in mm-hmm. his studios for, well, actually right after I finished my training or probably before I had been asked to join, um, a tenor group out of Canada. Yeah, yeah, I saw and, that. That's wild, because, yeah. yeah, that was out of out of BC, hey? Yeah, so we were based out of Victoria, um, called Tenore. Uh, our founder was a lady named Jillian Siemens. She founded the Canadian Tenors, known as now The Tenors. Very cool. And so we were the new group that she had started, and I randomly get this call from her, and um, through that process, moved to L.A. Uh-huh. Uh, to be closer to... to BC yeah, yeah. for rehearsals, meetings, touring, all that. But yeah, so through that time, I, I kind of had been mentored by Brett as a coach, worked under him in the, in the studio in Nashville for like a year or so, moved to, to LA, and eventually kind of branched off and started my own thing. But nice. all through those like early 2010s, you know, I was yeah. crisscrossing Canada with, with Tenore Very and cool. other parts of the world. And you know, getting my feet wet, yeah, becoming yeah. a coach and, and really learning, I think maybe not learning might not be the, the best word, but really starting to see how there was this beautiful synergy between my art mm-hmm. and my voice and coaching and mentoring people yes. and how that literally, as you know, opened the door to everything I do today. I love so, that. Long way around your question, which I think I was just in town and observing sessions, you know, in Brett's organization, having his studios off Music Row and multiple coaches in the building, it was just really fun to go in and observe what other people were doing and see other artists that were there training or coaches you know, the, the camaraderie there was really, really great. It was such a great space. That was one of the best times. I really have such great memories of that. And just like you say, having all of the different coaches in one building and just like, yeah, it was so much fun. Highly recommend going and checking that out to to anyone. Um, so yeah, you've had a, a wild journey. You started really young in singing. I was just checking on your website. It says you started as young as two, but the one thing that got me really excited was, um, you had a variety TV show. What's I did. <laughs> Tell me about that. This. You know, that became, I, sometimes I forget I did that thing. <laughs> um, I, still have, I still have video that will never be released. It's under <laughs> lock and key. Um, but it was really fun. I, to your point, yeah, I started singing when I was two, um, and I sang at our little church, yes. sang "Jesus Loves Me," and a lady came up and gave me a dollar after church, and oh. so I kept singing and getting dollars. And I love it. You know, 
not positive reinforcement yes. at an early age. Um, I started training with a coach around seven. Okay. Um, my parents saw the gift in me. And yeah, so I was a teenager uh, living in Kentucky and where I'm from. And my dad was in the, my dad was a politician my whole life. Okay. He was a mayor. Oh, wow. But he also owned some, he's also in business and he owns some dry cleaners. And the, he had bought a new dry cleaners or he'd, he had opened a dry cleaners in a town about an hour away. Okay. And they were, it was in a shopping development and they were doing like this, I don't know, like family fun fest day. Cool. And so, of course, my dad volunteered me to sing on the stage. Yeah, it was like one yeah. of those flatbed tractor trailer truck things. And there, uh, the local Fox affiliate for that region of Kentucky, the owner happened to be there and he yeah. heard me singing. And he went up to my dad, I found out who my dad was, went to my dad and said, You know, this kid's really great. Like, we should do something. That led to me having my own little variety show on Sunday <laughs> nights. It was a half hour long. Um, yeah, it was literally variety. Um, I had a sidekick, so her name fun. was Laura. Um, we would have special guests on from Kentucky and the region that so cool. would anything from, I mean, we had mostly music, but yeah. we also had like, we had a juggler one time. We yeah, had a magician yeah, yeah. one time. We had, you know, it's just variety. Um, that's so yeah. funny. That is every kid's dream. I'm sorry. I, I challenge anyone to find like a kid that age who isn't doing that in their <laughs> bedroom with their friends anyway but to actually have that as a thing is so cool totally totally and this was obviously pre-youtube so yeah. you know it was like you had to have tv production cameras to do it that's um, wild and a, and, a, and a tv set to broadcast yeah. it, right so there was internet but there wasn't like you know none of the social media stuff right. so um yeah I, I learned very early on the art of performing right and Still to this day, it's my greatest love is performing and helping other artists bring out that side of them, yeah. not just vocally, but totally. the entire package. And I, you know, even as an adult, I still have a dream to have a TV show. So, oh, that's so yeah. cool. <clears throat> yeah, I would, I would love to have a TV show. Yeah, <laughs> that exactly. would be amazing. Yeah. Stepping into kind of coaching and, and nurturing that in other people, like, it is is something that I mean, you and I both come from the same space, just being so passionate about bringing that out in people. What is it that you love so much about that? What what really drew you to that? And 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 what is it that you that you just enjoy about coaching and being a being an artist? Because you do artist development as well, like you said, with the performing side and the whole package. Yeah, uh, you know, it's I never had a thought of being a coach. Okay. Yeah. It was never even in my vocabulary in any way other than I needed one. Right, right. And I am thankful that my parents started me on that process mm -hmm. early. The the reality that I needed a coach. Yeah. Uh, you'd agree with this, I think. My, my greatest uh, pain point in life and business and what we do is that the majority of musicians don't see the benefit or value of a right, coach. Right. And it's the only art form that is like that by and large. It's wild. And it is really wild. And so, and it's highly frustrating because yeah, yeah. obviously we know the value and the benefit of coaching yeah, yeah. and how we're not just teaching people to sing. sing. And I think that's where it's, someone has a voice and they're cool and they got the thing. They're like, I don't need that. Yeah. No, we're here to champion you and challenge you and mentor you and 
keep you balanced and healthy and be that advocate in every way. That's what a coach does. Absolutely. We advocate for others. And so, you know, when Brett brought this up and and I said yes to it, um, I quickly realized the true value and benefit of coaching and mentorship is that it makes me better at everything else I do. Totally. It's right. And then that goes from my sing my voice is better than it's ever been. Yep. My performance is better than it's ever been. My people skills are better than they've ever been. Yes. My compassion for others is greater than it's ever been. I mean, yeah. you, you go down any list and I'm still working on so many. Yes. Right? Cause yes. we're forever working on ourselves, hopefully. But the, when you get to a place in life that you've had the benefit and the blessing to do some really cool things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you've, cultivated at least some um level of uh you know competency or mastery hopefully Mm -hmm. of whatever that thing is you do yeah i think we all owe it to the world to give back through mentorship and coaching and that doesn't mean you have to do it as a vocation yeah or make money off of it but you should definitely be volunteering at a you know local community center for a kid that doesn't know how to play guitar and you master it. Yes. You know, give a few hours. You're going to grow so much, often more, you know. I remember as a kid going on mission trips and even in like young adulthood on mission trips with my church and went to some really cool places. And the the recurring theme of anyone who's ever done a mission trip, if you grew up in a faith-based environment, Mm -hmm. you always coming back feeling like you got more than the people you went to help. Yes. Right? Yes. There is that incredible human very human synergy that happens when we help others because we in turn get so oftentimes much. so much more it's right so true. And that is the beauty of coaching i know right i almost feel spoiled sometimes when when you have right. one of those great sessions where your client is just smashing all these breakthroughs and they're picking up everything you're putting down and and then they leave and, and I, I like those times when i stood up and it's like give them a hug or whatever and i'm like thank you so much for the, that great session and it's like they're looking at me like uh yeah no that was my <laughs> session uh, it's so true though because it is it's it what it that that joy just goes both ways of, of seeing those transformations and that development and just have having a great time. It's do you find people actually, I, I guess, yeah, on the topic of kind of having a great time in a session, do you find people are often intimidated when they first come to you? Are they terrified or are they excited? Like what, what what's the sort oh. of setup for the first few sessions with you? I mean, across the board, but mm-hmm. I think by and large, the recurring theme is a little intimidation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and part of that I think comes from just the reality of any time we step into a, a space of allowing someone to mentor us, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is a there's that learning curve of getting past the nerves, getting comfortable, relaxing into your true self. Yes. And I refer to this vocal coaching artist relationship as really the only other it's the closest thing you can do next to true one-on-one therapy with a therapist. I agree. agree. Because, you know, the voice is directly connected to the psyche. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's different than the guitar that I can put down and I'm a guitar player by night and then the day I play football and I'm trying to figure out what I do. Yeah. yeah. This voice is always with us. So 
there's a huge level of trust. Another reason why so many people won't come into the space right. Right, and trust right. us. There's a fear there they have to get past. Those who get brave enough or just are like, I need to do this, whatever, or grew up doing it. Um, even if it, if I'm new to them, there's still that little bit of like edge and a nervous or a nervousness. Yeah. Um, and I think by and large, a lot of people, if they know my history, which most do, if they come in and work with yeah. me, there's a little intimidation there too, because, you know, I, I think, you know, just in reality, like standing on some really amazing stages around the world and, yeah. and having a developed voice, Yes. Yes. you know, a lot of times an artist will come in. And they have the coolest voice in the world. And I'm sitting over there being like, oh, I'll give anything to have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That edge, grit, right? And they're sitting here looking at me and like, this guy's a master and I'm nervous. You right. Know? Because they, they see that based on how I sing and what I sing. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely being in that like pop crossover vocal tenor world. Mm-hmm. And even in the big band space I'm in now. That's so there, fun. There are eyes of like, that's true musicianship. Okay, okay. And I'm like, I'm I'm a performer and that's it. I do not stand on any of those stage. In fact, I would get you want to know when I get most intimidated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is stepping on stepping onto a stage with an orchestra. Okay. Because I know those eyes are like that's... he's not legit. He's not real. You, you know? really think that? You have that going through your head too, even at this level? Oh, for sure. Not all the time, but you can yeah. you can kind of see which ones are sizing you up. Yeah, now. yeah, you know, yeah. There is an air of like excellency that totally. you know that swims in that that world. Yes. Um, no hate or shame there, but it can make someone like me who comes from the more popular world of that space Absolutely. feel intimidated by such a high level musician. Right? Yes. Yes. I can't even begin to understand what a first chair violin knows musically. Totally. Right. Like, yeah. but most of those first chair violins have no clue how to deliver and perform for a crowd at every level like right. I do. Right. So we can learn from each other, right? It's it's um, magical. I love that. And <laughs> and it's so true. I, funny story. I got in so much trouble from the London Philharmonic once because I wasn't <laughs> at rehearsal as the bassoon player. And then I found, I like literally this woman was going nuts at me and I was like, I don't even own a bassoon. And it's so funny. I actually Googled the other, this was like, 15, 20 years ago, there is another Emma Harding who is the bassoon player with the London Philharmonic. Oh, wow. And the woman had looked me up on the Musicians Institute and was like, where is she? What's going on? I was like, oh, oh. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. But yes, poor poor Emma Harding, the, the bassoon player. Uh, that wasn't a good day. For, it wasn't a good day for me and I wasn't even the right Emma Harding. So wow. it's, no, it's an I mean, world. That's really funny. Even, <laughs> even in my time with Tenore, like I was... I always knew I was the weakest link right. musically. Okay, okay. Right? Just my, my not like I don't. I can read basic music, yeah, but I yeah. don't know orchestra scores. Yeah, I I can pick parts on a piano, but I'm not a concert pianist, right? right? And so, right. and I've always, uh, again, even through my upbringing and my own personal development, I always leaned heavily to the performance mm-hmm. more than into the the precision and technicality. Yes. So when those two worlds meet in like a crossover group like that, the other two tenors, yeah. primary tenors, were really, really musically gifted. Right. They could conduct, they could arrange, wow. they could, you know, all that. 
And I'm just out here singing songs. Yeah. And so I knew walking into those situations, like, okay, I'm the weakest link. If anything goes wrong, it's probably going to be me. (laughs) I'm going to be the other one that gets in trouble because the (laughs) conductor is going to say something to our manager. But at the same time, and that happened a few times, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I always had the rebuttal because I was the person who could move the crowd Mm -hmm. and deliver the show. Bring in the energy. Right, and that I think that's a a beautiful picture of what you and I help do too. Absolutely. It's like we, we help we help a singer at every level understand the technical um, value, importance, and necessity to be great at what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah. We don't just leave it there, right? Because that gets boring. That gets stale yeah. and stodgy. That, yeah. That is what happened in the realm of music with classical music yes. and all of it, right? And there is great value in going to an opera. I listen to opera all the time. I love it. Love it. Put on the car, put on around the house. It, it there's something very soothing in all of its grandeur and ornateness. But I don't choose opera when I'm with my friends. Just want to go have a good time yeah, down yeah, on Broadway. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's why it obviously transitioned to become popular music. Right. right? Pop is popular. It stands yeah. for popular. So. Um. You know, again, I think you and I, we have a unique gift to help artists really hone in on their their fine tuning of their instrument, yet always exploring, expanding, and um, cultivating the experiment and explosion of their artistry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what makes it fun. Totally. And that's why everyone should trust us to help them in that process right? Yeah. if we're meant to work with them yes yes because we all can grow in those areas we can all be pushed in every area so true you bring up so many really valid points of like the exploration and just discovering more about yourself and your voice and also i think it's so important for people, especially artists who have a bit of that imposter syndrome and who are hol- maybe don't even realize they're holding themselves back because they think, oh, well, I don't read music or I don't play an instrument or I don't yeah. have this theoretical <laughs> understanding of music that I'm not a musician. And and I think it's so important to understand just being a master of your voice as an instrument is so valid. It's, it's, it's everything, you yeah. know, like, I tell my clients all the time, like, I love to go to, I love Chick-fil-A so much. And you have it in Calgary. Right? <laughs> we, 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 I don't know if we still have, we did have one for sure. We probably still There was one Chick-fil-A. at the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love Chick-fil-A. I actually enjoy a McDonald's burger or Taco Bell when I'm traveling and need something quick. Yeah. I don't feel great usually after I have it, but mm-hmm. wow, is it tasty. But even in the simplicity of their product yeah they have mastered the art of that little patty and the bun yeah yeah the entire thing but if i want to go to like a really nice restaurant i really subconsciously and consciously am going to expect not only the chef and the owner but the entire staff to have reached a level of excellence yeah. and mastery yeah. and I'm willing to put that money down. Totally. And when a singer does not give that same level of creed to what they do, mm-hmm. not only do they discredit their own ability and their own 
life as an artist, yes. they're doing a huge disservice to their fans that they're trying to cultivate. Totally. And, and, and at, the, at the basic root of it, I think it's, uh, again, by and large, mostly ego-driven, yeah. right? They yeah. think they're good enough or or they think maybe we're going to mess them up. I don't know. There's there's yeah. a lack of trust and a, and a fear base surrounding the ego mm-hmm. that we can help them manage and elevate what they do. It's the craziest thing. And why people just don't trust and try it blows my mind. It really day, does. Right? It really does. And I always... So I'm, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say I'm, I'm really passionate about helping singers master their craft. Yeah. Whether yeah. they, again, sing like Adele or Dean Martin or... Um, Dolly Parton, it doesn't matter what your style is. Master your skill set so that you can not only thrive at what you do, but just have fun doing it. Yes, 100%. You and I both know how much more fun it is on this side of it than when we were still having issues or trying to figure something out. Or even being like me and having a greatly developed voice as a kid, but I could never push past that A. Right, right. I could because sure. I was taught to belt, yeah, and I I didn't even know there was anything beyond that for me, right. right? And I was I would get frustrated at times pushing, and my coach would be like, "You got you know," and I just accepted that frustration, even as great as my voice was then. Yeah, that. But just... my mastery came from someone like Brett helping me know what was beyond right. my own reality and mm-hmm. level of comprehension at this point today. Yep. And began to quickly open up a world that was like, whoa. Yeah. And that's why people can come in here now, to your point, and look at me and be a little intimidated. Because yeah. I can do crazy stuff with my voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I still sing like I sing. Right, right. Totally, totally. It's like... I sing an... I can hit crazy notes. I do an octave and a half. Buble and I are best friends because of that. Because... <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I don't have yeah, to stress yeah. out. Right? That's just it. As when a, the stress when I was in, is there. <laughs> Who wants yeah, when that? I was... At, when I was in Tenore, you know, we're singing all these crazy notes. I literally, I can see it right now. I'd be so concerned about what am I eating before the show? Right. Can I have this glass of wine? Because they put wine on our table. And I'm like, I never got that when I sang in churches. This is cool. Now we're in a theater. And it's like, I feel like a king. Yeah. Um, but I was always concerned. Now when that happens, doing the crooner stuff, I'm like, ooh, that could add a little texture. I'm going to do it. A sprinkle of this, a dash of that. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't have those big notes that I have to stress over. There you go. <laughs> That's so awesome. It's so true. Like the component of having that training and trust in your instrument, and then you don't have that stress, off you go, have fun. It's yeah. like sometimes I'll get calls like mid festival season and just clients and people that maybe people I haven't necessarily worked with yet or regularly and they're calling just freaking out because they're like it's mid mid festival season I got so many more shows my voice is fried help and it's like oh gosh it's it's such a tough spot because it's like we kind of need to do some foundational stuff here but I don't want to do that to you when you got a show tonight like we totally so let's get on that now kids (laughs) no for sure and i that makes me think of you know all my clients that i've worked with in la Mm -hmm. um especially a lot of actors and they come in last minute hey i got this audition i I think i'm great for it but there's a song i gotta sing and i'm i don't sing and i'm like well i i sadly i can't work miracles yeah yeah if we could we would have people lined up out the door (laughs) all day long right we'd be so rich um (laughs) But, you know, even even at the basic level, I love working with actors because 
they see the need to at least have some understanding yeah. deeper of their voice yeah. they're using yeah. that could involve melody and song totally and they may never master it vocally but there's a challenge there that we can help them with yes. Yes. and then take that to the next level of anyone who wants to just be an artist on stage and and share their music with the world Shh. I, I just believe it. You should master it. Yeah. I want, I want that. I want that pilot who flies that plane every day to be a master at what he does. Yes. Yes. Right. I want. I can <laughs> go down the list. Totally. You know? And and when you look at anyone who is at the top of their game in pretty much any other industry or anything, especially anything that involves the body, the anatomy, and muscles. They all have <coughs> high-end coaches. It's just wild to yes. me that that you know Tiger Woods has every, a coach. Every everyone, like, would an Olympian I mean, in his show heyday, up? I always heard, <laughs> yeah, in his heyday, I always heard Tiger had five coaches. Right. I mean, I mean, the, every discipline has you know, even in business, anyone who's been really successful, mm -hmm. they're going to have their own coach, a mentor, yeah. because it does just offer that extra set of eyes and ears and Absolutely. experience above you before you you know um, or from just a different realm that you're in that can again help push pull and stretch you to the places you're meant to be absolutely absolutely and where you can be sometimes again like you mentioned almost like you don't know what you don't know it's like just having that other set of ears and eyes and whatever on, on what your instrument can do to be able to be did you know you're like what you're literally sitting on a gold mine let's just open some of this up and show the world what you can do so. yeah and I, and I think you know the other interesting thing to all that is when an artist chooses to not live a normal boring life Yes. Yes. Why, why would you settle for the normalcy of your voice? Right. Ah, I get it. It might be really cool. Mm -hmm. You might mm -hmm. be one of those voices that can sing the songbook and have all your issues and everything. And people are just like, ah, oh. you know, because as you and I know, like people really gravitate to a textured voice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, it, it just moves people and it could have every issue in the world and strain right. for days and it right. still is okay. Yeah. With, the general populace and with being successful yeah. but gosh i would hate to go to my grave knowing that i just struggled my whole life and settled right. for normal right even if i did sell 100 million records and make 100 million dollars totally a true artist sees the need and desire to master the gift and the craft they've been given and the <laughs> only way you can do that effectively is with a coach it's so true and this this comes right back full circle to the very start of our conversation of of how we bumped into each other which was just both of us refining the mastery of what we're so passionate yeah. about doing that we both ended up in a room with one of these people that we're we both learned was like this is one of the greats put yourself in front of this person yeah. so it's and, and again it just comes down to it's it might be a leap of faith. It might be something that's a bit wild for you. You might be stepping out of your comfort zone. Like I mentioned at the beginning, I was real nervous to sit down with Brett. I was, I've been, I mean, I started teaching when I came out of music school because they literally sat us down on the last day and they were like, well, if you want to go be a rock star, good luck, but you're probably going to end up being a coach because that's where you're going to get oh your, <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks for that. But it was nice because the day I walked out, they were like, can we hire you to come be a voice coach? So I was like, yes, you can. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, I digress, but I was doing the music and I was coaching at the same time. So that was really nice kind of com comfort buffer from graduation to have that. But 
over the years, I did get to that point. And someone said to me again, business coaching. I was like starting my studio and I was like, okay, I'm going to do some business coaching. And they said, literally just write down someone in the world that maybe you don't even think you're ever going to be able to come face to face with or have a meeting with, but who in this very moment would you want to sit down, talk to, learn from whatever I wrote Brett Manning. And then there I was like two months later in that room with you. So wow, that's crazy. It's like, oh, I, I can do this. I can make these things happen. So for anyone yeah, listening, you can, you can. It's not so wild. Some of these, if you have the, the um, you know, the motivation, the drive, do it. And when I think that's that that is the crux right you need motivation and you need drive yes and you need to have a clear even you may not have clarity in that right you'll never have clarity in your path Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. what we think it will be is never quite like that we hear that all the time right and you and i are great points in that or case studies but you need to at least have a a tie to your purpose that you can't let go of right in your process of trying to clarify it and and figure out your true path because it's it's the drive and the hustle and the commitment and not giving up that's going to help see you there absolutely this is one of the hardest things anyone can choose to do and two other little soapboxes i can get on and again out of your point yours and mine like we both made the realization here today like that we both started coaching out of a need right. at some point, right? Because right? we didn't want to go get a normal job. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely not. This helps <laughs> help us stay connected to music. But the only thing that keeps me coaching is my passion for coaching yeah. and my yeah. passion for helping people. And so um, I think both, both on the coaching side, especially post-COVID, mm-hmm. and especially on the artist side, there are too many people trying to do it because they think they can get famous and make money really yes. quick. Yes. And they need to get out of the way. Yeah. When you yeah. have over 100,000 songs a day on average dropping on Spotify, yep. there are too, there's too much noise. Yep. There are too many people thinking this is what they need to do or should do, yeah. and they're going to be famous, and there's not a tie to a purpose. Right. There's a, there's a, there's a I on stardom or mm-hmm, fortune mm-hmm. and that that makes the path and process for all of those who have a tie to purpose absolutely way harder and so much ickier yeah and I, I just i coach whether it be the voice or just anything in life because i want people to be tied to their purpose and and be a good person and help make this world better yes. because that's why we're here. I'm not here to be famous. Cause yeah. like you, I, you know, I know people look at me sometimes, Shelby and I talk at Shelby that yeah, your yeah. audience knows. Um, Shelby Rollins, great coach, coaching partner here in Nashville. Um, we talk a lot about how, you know, be in a group setting or something like, oh, this is my friend, Jason, you vocal coach, or you go, you can see it sometimes. People ask what you do. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm a vocal coach. And it's just like this air of like, oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> You know, they, they dismiss it as something totally. simplistic and totally. um, elementary. I show right? people or, how to sing songs. <laughs> yeah, and they don't, they have no clue, nor should they, right. at what level we operate or totally. the people we 
interact with on a daily at the highest levels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, I coach so I can help people in their own realm elevate to those levels and make the world a better place. And if that's not your, and you don't have to know it right away. I keep yeah. wanting to make that clear. You don't have to know that purpose right away, but if you're not doing it because you love it, right? this is the wrong thing for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is the wrong thing. Totally. Right? Totally. Go, go, uh, go get a job, just a normal job or find out what I'd rather you find what that thing is and do yeah. that. Yeah. 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 You know? Totally. Um, because the creative life is the hardest life of all. I really believe that yeah. in the sense of what it takes personally and emotionally on you to constantly be driving and giving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I actually think the non-creative life might be the hardest because it gets boring and you sit and by and large, these are huge generalizations. Yeah. There's a doctor out there that's like, this guy's a <laughs> stupid, you know? Um, <laughs> But he's only listening because he wants to be a singer. Um, yeah, exactly. Hi. Hi there. We're here, yeah, right? We're here for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I mean, I think you, you get my point here. You know, totally, I, don't, I, totally. I don't want anyone to live the boring life. And you said it a second ago. Most of us choose those things we aren't really passionate about because they can make us money. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we can live the quote unquote safe life. Yep. And if there's anything any of us have learned over the past four or five years, nothing safe. Yeah. No. Nope. Anything can happen in an instant. And I'm going to go out in my instant doing the life that I feel called to and that I love doing. I love Even if I don't so make a million dollars next year doing it. Right. You it's know? not, it's like if you go to bed at the end of the end of the day and you've had a friggin' great day, you've interacted with awesome people, you've shared some of your gifts, you've, <laughs> you've helped people elevate themselves and, and get, from their day, what what makes them feel awesome at the end of their day? I think I think yeah. it's a good life. I think that's that's a good a good way to be. I really yeah, and do. I think that's you know you go back and you think about like uh, I like to watch like cooking shows, mm -hmm. travel show. I, I love yeah. to cook. I don't cook often, but um, but um, I love the travel shows and the yeah. cooking shows. And so the happiest, they're spitty and they are cutting mm -hmm. but they seem so full of joy are those the oldest of italian nonas that yes. are teaching someone how to make their pasta love it i love that they make you... one pasta and they make they may make like three dishes but they mastered it so yes. much that they stand in the most ultimate confidence yep right and they just find their truest joy helping someone else learn to make their pasta it's it's beautiful <laughs> they it don't is. even need paid for it yeah you no know? And it was handed down from why. their grandma and their grandma and their grandma. And yeah, and the, yeah it's so that, good. That is life. Yes. And I feel like we've lost so much of that, even the innocence of something that simplistic, what seems simplistic, right. probably mainly through social media's yeah. incessant grind on yeah. us and pool. Yeah. You know? Totally. And yeah, that's a whole other yeah. bag of <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole other like world. Like, I feel like I just pulled out all my soapboxes today. What have you done? With? I love it. I love it. <laughs> it is. It's so cool. And, <laughs> and it's funny because I was talking to Shelby. Um, I've, I've been doing some stuff with her too. And because and, I, I, I worked with Shelby when I was back back then 2013 at Brett Manning's place yeah. and, and just always loved working with Shelby and I always check in with her for, for training and stuff because she keeps me on my toes and all that stuff so um, I mean she's that's who I go to she's like she's so technically great and so like 
concise in yes. how she says it and clear yes. that every time I'm either in a personal session, I let her work with my voice still. Yeah. Um, where I observe her coaching, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. like, she's, so she's so fun. smart. I don't know anything. I'm like, I don't know anything. <laughs> That's what I feel like. But, but that's but I, just I learned it. something. It is so cool as well for people <laughs> listening to hear that we still are, are learning from other coaches. And it's so important because, I mean, I think I would go crazy if I wasn't still trying to learn more or find more or explore or yeah. what else is out there? Who else can I, whenever I'm traveling, whatever city I touch down in, I will always Google who is the best voice coach in this area and I will go work with oh, them. Oh, that's a cool idea. I've never thought of that. It's so much fun. And just, you meet cool people, you learn cool techniques, you, or, or even if it's just getting validation, like, yeah, okay, I'm on the same track as this person we're doing the right thing yeah like it's just you know whenever you're somewhere new go see what other people are doing what are, what are people teaching and stuff so i love that and and jason I, i've I, we've been chatting a while i don't want to keep up too much of your time but uh, again speaking about people who maybe are holding themselves back maybe they're scared um maybe they don't realize what opportunities are out there i want to just kind of talk a, a quick bit about nashville because i'm so excited that you're gonna be um one of the guest coaches at the retreat along with shelby yeah. this is like the uh the ode to shelby episode here <laughs> like, yeah, right <laughs> so i should be very excited when i tag her in this one um yes exactly. but um but you and shelby are joining as part of the vocal lab collective feel free to share a bit about that too but i i just love you Absolutely. to talk about what people can expect if they're coming to Nashville. We've got such a great group, by the way. We've got, um, oh, I'm it's so excited. So cool. Like I offered a VIP package where there's going to be people staying in the songwriter's house. They're going to be writing, recording, oh, cool. performing in Nashville, all kinds of stuff. And, and that flew off the shelf immediately, but we do still have day passes and, and a couple hotel packages still available for people who want to come and learn amazing. from you and Shelby and, and the other amazing coaches yes. that we have. So get your tickets, get your tickets. Yay. No, it's going to be amazing. And I felt honored to be asked. And, um, we, uh, you know, I think one of the things that, because we're talking a lot about coaching here today mm -hmm. and the need for it or the value in it. Um, and one of the things when you're looking for a coach that I think is important is find a coach. It depends on your level, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a beginner, find that beginner coach. You don't need to spend the money that I would cost. Right. Unless you're just super wealthy and want to go to the top. Some people want that, right? Yeah, yeah. But, um you know, find someone at your level that can help you get to the next level. And when you're ready, go to the upper throngs of coaching. Yes. Um, even if you have to save up every penny yes. you have. That's it. Right. The, the, another point, most artists really, especially musicians, we live in a, in a realm of scarcity mentality. Mm -hmm. Like we never have enough money. I can't afford this. I can't do this. That feeds into your entire path yeah yeah and if you believe you don't have money guess what you're probably never gonna yeah. have money Pe people in business especially real estate guys and gals right they like no they dream big they think big and they'll put they'll go rent uh do a two-year lease on a eighty thousand dollar mercedes because right. they need to show up like i'm your realtor right yeah yeah um we don't really do that in music we were poppers until something lucky break right right so, um, you know, I think one of the, the things that you really should look for in a coach is a coach that is not only um, 
high level in their skill, that they are still in some way growing and performing in their own way, yes, whatever that yes, is. Yes. They don't necessarily be on a stage, but at least they're engaged in using their own voice. 100%. Um, and they need to be connected. Yeah, yeah. One of the greatest things I learned when I started working with Brett was he had a huge network that I connected to right, right away. I love that. Songwriters, producers, record labels, mm-hmm. but I mean, everything. Yeah. And that requires you to be in a creative center or at least connected to it. So the brilliance yes. in what you're doing with your network there in Canada, and you have your own extensive thing in Canada, mm-hmm. props to that. Thank you. But you're bringing your people and your network to Nashville, yes. Music City, to connect and plug in. You don't have to live here. Right. I tell people right. all the time, you do not have to live in New York, LA, Toronto, um, Nashville, London, but you need to be connected yes. at yes. some level if you really want to function at the highest of levels. Exactly. Because that's where your network is. Yep. And so um, anyone who wants to come join this event, they're gonna get plugged into this yes. system and they're gonna, they're gonna get to know you. They're gonna get to know me and Shelby and every other expert that you have on these panels and that gives you direct I'm gonna tell you a quick story I've done a ton of work in Scandinavia especially Norway amazing the year before COVID um, we did us myself and a couple business partners we did a song camp in Oslo and we took uh, about 20 writers from LA and Nashville all major deals and we took one of the publishers from Prescription Songs, mm-hmm. Dr. Luke's uh, company, and I took the v- senior VP of A&R for Disney, Hollywood Records, Amazing. and the head of publishing, Hollywood Records. Mm-hmm. We get asked, and amazing camp, yeah. we get asked to speak at the main music school in Oslo. So we go, me and, and the two Disney execs, and we give a little talk to their songwriting class. At the very end of it, and it was great, you know, we do yeah, our thing. Yeah. At the very end of it, there were some questions, but I wrote each of our emails on the board right. and I said, hey, we are here. Yeah. You are now connected to us. Like, yeah. do not be afraid to email us anything. Send us songs, we'll listen. Do you know how many people out of a class of about 60 came up to the three of us? Again, I've got, the two highest people at Hollywood Records next oh to the goodness. CEO. Do you know how many people came up to us and talked to us? I'm going to say in a like, class of 60, 60 people that want to make it in the music business. I'm going to say like five. Two. Nah. Do you know how many emails we got? Zero. Zero. What? Oh my lord. Zero. Why people? Like, Why do people? I just, just... I just gave you a, a one of the biggest keys to the gate that you could have and you didn't yep. act upon it yep and this is notorious down the list yes someone yes. who is engaged with a coach is going to think smarter mm-hmm. they're going to understand those opportunities over yeah. time and they're going to realize that oh wow you know what i've been wanting to uh get on good day canada is that it good day canada is that right we have good morning good morning, good morning yeah canada. one of, yeah 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 um, I wonder if Emma knows anyone there. I should ask her. Right. And you're like, you know what? I don't, but I know my publicist friend. Definitely, she's done stuff there. Let me. Right. You never Connect know, but the you're dots. Connected. Yes. Yes. Right. 
that's what you needed. That's what happened to you when you were like wrote Brett's name down on a thing. Yeah. yeah. And that connected you to that's why we're here today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tracy. and <clears throat> everything you do flows out of what you did yesterday. Right, right. And the energy and the motion you put into where you want to be tomorrow. Yes. Yes. It's too easy. And you and I do this at times too. It's too easy to sit here and have pity parties mm -hmm. and dream and be like, oh, but if only I wish I could. How do I? I don't have the money. Right. You gotta you, can you gotta let happen. go of that. And yeah. you gotta surround yourself with people who are gonna encourage you, challenge you, and push you yes. to fulfill the purpose you have. Yeah. Because if you don't, gosh, that's a sad life. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in just as of like today, live the life that you want. Because that's it. It's yes. you're only here right now, right? If you're if you start living that that's life it. that you want, yeah. surprise, you're living it. You're doing it. <laughs> But, yes. but some people I think are just terrified of that. It's like, especially with like the Nashville thing. It's like, you want, you want to do this? You want to write songs? You want to learn to perform on stage? You want to do all of this stuff? Uh, tap yeah. on this door and you can come and do it. Like, and, you know, and it's supposed to be scary. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Growth right. is scary. If, if growth is scary, if it's scary and you don't want to do it, you probably need to do it. Yes. So whoever's yes. listening right now, it's like, oh, I've, I really love that. I mean, I, that'd be the coolest thing to go to Nashville, but I don't think I can afford. I don't know I, what will my will I fit think? in? Am I good you enough? Is need, it? You need to yeah. do that. If yeah. you didn't need to, you wouldn't even be thinking you should. Yes. 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 You would, you would flip the channel and go to a different podcast. Totally. Right? Yeah. Or Accounting you just consume. A lot of consumers. <laughs> Majority of the world's consumers, yes, right? Yes, <clears throat> Um, But you got to be uncomfortable to grow. You do. You and do. growth is where the adventure and, and excitement is. And I made a decision early on that my life was going to be a life that seeks adventure. Yes. Doesn't be afraid of it yeah yeah you know totally. and so last night uh, you know i was at a show at the art center here um girl from the north country the bob dylan musical okay cool and my friend was telling me he had been to north korea before wow and um through um he was a very um accomplished figure skater and they went um when they were in korea and south korea anyway i sat there i was like and I thought this before. I was like, you know what? This is a crazy statement, but I would love to go to North Korea and see it. Wow. But that's scary. <laughs> that's that's scary. Terrible. I don't know that I, I don't know that I want to stay long, <laughs> but I'd like to see it. Yeah. Interesting. And, and, that, and yes. that's that that is having a, a the creative mind has to always want to explore and Absolutely. dream and expand Absolutely. and grow and and push through the fears and the scary. That is the creative life. Yes. And if you can't find ways to get beyond that, yeah. you're not really a creative and you need to go figure out the things that mm -hmm. do put mm -hmm. you there. Mm -hmm. That could be, you know, it could be starting your own, like, you know, landscaping company, which is also creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's creative. I really believe that, right? Totally. It's hard to think about accountants being creative, but if you ever meet someone who's an accountant that just loves numbers. And they're an accountant for a musician, they're damn creative. <laughs> Yeah, right? And it's weird. You're sitting here going like, I do not understand your kind. But I know. <laughs> there's creativity in everything. There really is. There really, really is. And right? 
Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see what you're going to bring out of everyone who comes to this event. And I'm so excited to see their growth and their confidence build and and all of the amazing things. So I just, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. And thank you so, so much for chatting with me today. And and I can't wait to see you in person because I feel like we have so much more to talk about. And (laughs) and I feel like we have three more (laughs) podcast episodes just sitting there ready to go too. So um, thank you so, so much for your time. Any any parting words you want to leave people with or or should we just wait until they come find you in Nashville? Please don't be the person that doesn't email, doesn't follow up, doesn't doesn't raise your hand. Just jump on this opportunity, please. This is so good. Yeah, that's I think that's the final word. Like, uh, you know, if you want to live your dream, there are people out there who can help you do it. Yes. Um, but you have to put it in motion and you always have to drive that train. And that. the places that it can stop and the adventure it will take you on, life changes. Just do it. Just do it. It's it's really what life is about. So get on a train. Well, actually, get on a plane. Come to Nashville. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> we don't have train service into Nashville. So even if you could, it wouldn't work. But I do want to take the train from, like, uh, um, Calgary over to yes, BC. Yes. That would be the, so it beautiful. Place? It's like the, the yeah. yeah, the Rocky yeah, Mountain there, really I think expensive. it is. Yeah. It's really expensive, right? Yeah, the Royal Canadian or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Treat that yourself. <laughs> live yeah, your right. life <laughs> walk the talk on. let's do this <laughs> our next retreat exactly. will be on the rocky mountaineer train, train. <laughs> that would be amazing wouldn't that be cool <laughs> you imagine that would be so cool so yeah awesome. i like that i love it <laughs> well, thank you so much for having thank me this you was so fun so much. to see you in nashville yes. music city we'll see you soon thank you so much jason yeah, have a great day <laughs> take you care bye bye Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and be sure to take hold of that opportunity. Head over to rocketvocalstudios.com slash retreats. Get all the information about how you can be learning from Jason at the Rocket in Nashville event. We've got four-day workshop passes available, hotel packages available, and it's just going to be an incredible time to build your community, build your network, build on your skills and have a ton of fun. And I cannot wait to see you there. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I really hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to like, share and subscribe. And if you do leave a review, it's really useful to help others discover the show. You can also check out the weekly vocal workout over on Patreon. I'll leave the links in the show notes where you can access weekly vocal training from yours truly and totally rock your voice. Thanks again for listening. Check out Rocket Vocal Studios on social and on the web. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.